the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for your presence today. Praise God for blessing us to see the beginning of another year. Now it's up to us to make the most of His irreplaceable endowment. God knows the plans He has for us. What we're capable of is no surprise to Him. Our capabilities are, however, often lost on us because we do not know His plans due to our lack of quality time with Him through prayer and fasting, Bible study, worship, and fellowship. Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander speaks to us on making the most of God's precious gift of time. It's a terrible thing when you allow procrastination to cause you to miss your season. And some of you have missed your season. And that's why you all messed up. That's why you got some folk, uh, they 50 years old, 55, 60, trying to look like they're 20. It's too late. Too late. Too late. Too late, too late, too late. I don't care how you frizz it up. They were talking about, I saw a show, they talking about they can give you some hair right now. And they had these shops, and I said, I said look, oh, look how he got the hair. Maybe I ought to get some of that. And they had the hair, and they, they put some stuff and some glue, and they had it, and boy, and, I, and it was about $800, and I looked at them, and they, I said, they say about last about eight weeks, I mean, eight, three months or so. I said, that's a lot of money for three months. I think I stay the way I am. But, but, but you can do all that stuff and think you glamour girl or glamour boy you, you just found yourself and you just playing games with yourself. You missed it. You old. You not young at heart. You, you old. So I'm trying to tell you now, don't miss your season. You're growing older faster, faster than you think. After a while, you folks that think you can see good and run good, after a while, those steps are going to slow down. After a while, you're going to be like me and going to get you some glaucoma. I hope you never get it. And you're going to get all this. I'm so tired of squeaking stuff in my eyes and taking this and that. And I forget the pills and then sometimes I get them all mixed up. And I'll, Anybody like me? Then I drop the pill and I don't care. I dust it off and do that and pick it up and go. I know y'all don't do that. I, those things are too high. I just, I just do one of these numbers. You know, I shine it up. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Do I have any witnesses out there? <laughs> you better pick that pill up. <laughs> it's called aging, folk. You young folk, enjoy your youth now. And give God your life now. As a matter of fact, if you give God your life now, he will, he, he will help you make the most of your time. He'll help you redeem the time. 
He'll cause you to flourish even before the time. What you do, don't. So when I'm coming to you and I'm reaching for you, don't run from me. Don't duck and hide. Come and say, Pastor, what, what can I do? Here's my number. Call me. Look how quiet it got then. <laughs> oh, mercy. Let me go on. I'm having too much fun with this message. How, how do you misuse your time? Many saints waste time because of laziness. Laziness. I've never seen, there's an epidemic of, of laziness in the world and in the church and in your family. This is a person who has no get up and go. They love to sleep and lie around and mooch off of others. They're the family moocher. They're idle, apathetic, lethargic, sluggish. They're slow. They are freeloaders. They always got the handout. Don't give, they just take. They all lazy folk. They they always look for the easy way out and do as little as possible to get by. The Bible has a whole lot to say about laziness. Out of time won't permit. Just do a word study in the Bible on laziness and you'll be shocked. A couple of scriptures, though, however, is Proverbs 13, 4a, which says the soul of a lazy man. It can be a woman, too, generic man or woman desires and has nothing because it's full of talk. They desire, but they have, they have nothing. Proverbs 20, chapter 20, verse 4 also says, the lazy man will not plow because of winter. It's too cold. You lay, then when it's raining, it's raining. Huh? Then, then the summer, it's too hot. Huh? When the wind blows, it's a tornado. <laughs> Any reason... From getting out there, sometimes you, listen, when you want to, when you have a purpose and when you have goals and when you try and achieve something, you're going to get out of that bed. You're not going to be hitting no kind of snooze on that cell phone. You're going to get up against the odds. You're going to get up when you don't feel like it. You're going to get up when it's cold. You're going to get out that house when it's raining cats and dogs because you're trying to get somewhere in life. And you can't just do it being full of yourself and full of excuses. A lazy man will not plow, won't work. That was an agrarian society back then because of winter. It's too cold to go out there. I might get frostbite. He, he will beg during the harvest and have nothing, but, but, but he don't have nothing during the harvest because he didn't plant nothing when it was planting time. So what does he have to reap? Nothing. How do you go outside and inspect some collard greens if you haven't planted any collard seeds? You're the biggest fool on this side of the Mississippi River. You got to plant something to expect something. But don't y'all say amen. My friend, if you are lazy, you need to ask the Lord to deliver you from it because it's a disease, a spiritual disease, and be determined to execute self-control. 
I got a few more because I know you can't take too much of this. I hope y'all come back. I hope I don't scare y'all away by next Sunday. Number five, many waste time because of a lack of discipline. Because of a lack of self-discipline. First Corinthians chapter nine, verse 27 says, I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I I myself might be disqualified. This verse scares me because uh, I'm I'm a preacher of the gospel, the carrier of the good news. And I don't want to do all this preaching and all the teaching and all the leading and all the things I do. And then God disqualify me. And even more, I don't want to do anything to disqualify myself. And then sometimes people disqualify you unjustly. They just don't want you anymore and find any reason to get rid of you. Some mean folk out there. They'll create scandals and create coups. You look up on the cell phone and half the church gone because of what somebody said on a text. Folk believe that and 50 folk are gone on hearsay. That's the kind of time we live in with social media. Y'all hanging with me? It says, listen, listen, you have to, if you want to make progress in your life, you have to be self-disciplined. Say self-disciplined. But Paul says, I discipline my body. You got to discipline your body. If you want to be healthy, you got to discipline your body. You got to be disciplined enough to say, I'm not, I'm not going to get seconds. Somebody said, huh? I'm not going to buffet my body at the buffet. I'm not going to lose it. You know, you know, I, stop adding all this stuff. Know when to stop. Know when to t- get you a take home bag. Deliberately save you. If you eat lunch, eat half of it and say you got you got supper already because you didn't eat all your lunch and you begin to lose weight. Look how y'all looking at me. Now, once you've disciplined yourself all week long, then on the end, you can treat yourself a little bit. Just don't go crazy. You say, it's all right to treat yourself. Sweets aren't bad, but you can't eat sweets every day. A piece of candy is not bad, but if you eat candy five times a day, you're going to have dentures at 20. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Making the most of the time God has given us requires spiritual commitment. Pastor Rander encourages us with these words of wisdom to help us. Begin each day by asking the Holy Spirit to set and prioritize our agenda. Expect the unexpected. Gain spiritual insights on how we spend our time. Set the example for our children. Set personal goals. Acknowledge our limitations and boundaries. Confront the realities of life. And realize the importance of rest and relaxation. Listen as Pastor Rander continues. Moderation. Say moderation. Moderation. Self-discipline. I hate exercise. (laughs) You already know what I was going to (laughs) say. I hate it, hate it, hate it. But I do it. Sometimes I lose the battle. but, But most of the time, I do it. 
I get on that bike and I go, I go. If I walk in, when I had the bike, I walk in the neighborhood. I had to do something because I didn't want to be up here trying to climb this trail. Yeah, it take me five. They say, are we going to get to the sermon? It took him 10 minutes to get to the second step. 10 minutes. But the sermon, that's enough time to preach a sermon. And you know what? Some of these young folk can't even move. I saw a young man, I went to the H-E-B the other day, and smoking these e-cigarettes, and he's just blowing that stuff. I was in, a, I was in the, the, the bank uh, line drive through and I just saw this kid with the dreadlocks, and he had this e-thing, and the smoke was going. I said, oh, God, help him. He's killing himself and don't know it. You got to be disciplined to say, I'm going to stop smoking. How many of y'all know smoking will kill you? Raise your hand. How many? Well, now, why are you smoking? You know to kill you. Oh, she said she, she answering me. <laughs> a, a mama, somebody just here to say, "Shut up." <laughs> y'all know this stuff. Some of y'all y'all on too much alcohol. Y'all on. Y'all, I, all this stuff y'all on y'all y'all on all kind of stuff I can't even name. Some of y'all got too much pork and you wonder why your head is swimming. Come on. You don't need sugar every day. I might do a soda once a week and I get, I did it the other day, my wife can tell you, and I got one glass of Sprite with water in it to dilute it. And that was all. I just wanted one glass. I didn't do two. I didn't do three. I had one glass, and that was all I wanted that whole week. I liked the fizz and all that. And so I, when I go home, I drink, I drink the water that fizz with no calories so I can just think I'm drinking soda. <laughs> Sometimes I psych myself. It's okay to do that. You know? So I'm just saying... It takes discipline to serve the Lord. It takes discipline to serve in ministry. It takes discipline. If you're a coordinator or an advisor, it takes discipline. You have to lead by example. You can't can't say, I'm, people love titles, but you can't get nothing out of them. Just Sunday morning servants. After Sunday, that's it till next Sunday. Don't ask me to do nothing through the week. A lot of folk purposefully do, they, they sign up for ministries just on Sunday mornings. Those Sunday morning ministries, because they're not coming on Wednesday or some other time, because that's going to cost them some extra time. I'm telling you, look how quiet. Discipline. You got to be, dis- if you want a good thing in choir, you got to come to choir rehearsal. You got to, you can't be uh, getting an usher's way and you, because you, you, you uncoordinated, don't know when to stand and when to get off the floor because you haven't been in rehearsal and then you mad because they won't put you up. If you don't come to rehearsal, you ought not be on the floor. Look at quiet guy. You want the service, you want to be a show on Sunday, but you can't do what you need to do through the week. This sermon I'm preaching now, I just, just started working on this sermon three days ago. I started working on this message way back last June of 2018. And been working a little bit at a time all the way up 
to now. Most of my sermons, I start real early. She said, she told me the other day, I can't believe you're preaching a message that we started six months ago. Takes time to develop a message and let it spiritually marinate. And then some of you don't have the spiritual hunger to even come to church on Sunday mornings to eat so that your lives can be the richer. Got to force feed you. You got to be disciplined to tithe and to give 10% of what God has blessed you with in this brand new year. Thanking God for his grace and goodness to you and not be 80 years old still wondering why am I not? Let's go on. I got a quiet amen. That's good. (laughs) Self-discipline. Let me read that scripture again. It's so important. It says, I discipline my body. Now, Now, you know what? Stop talking about somebody else being fat. Don't talk about nobody else being this and being that. You know, she could she don't need that makeup on her face. That's not that that color don't match her. Just make sure your face is right. Don't try to take a log out of my eye, a, a, a speck out of my eye, and you got a log in yours. My body. Say my body. Listen, it's a it's a it's a it's a lifetime job working on me. Like an athlete. Those athletes have to work. I look at them. Some of y'all screaming at them. Oh, how could they have done that? The Texans lost. They out of the playoffs. First round. All them games they won, they out. Daddy moved on. But don't cry. Don't, don't get too happy. You don't know what next week going to bring. But they can work hard. They don't know if they're going to win or lose. But they got to get out there and practice, give their best, and they have to expect to win. And they have to do everything. They have to apply themselves. They have to do them sprints. They have to run and jump over stuff and jump through stuff and do all that kind of stuff. And y'all screaming at him why he dropped the ball and he did this and he did. Why don't you get out there? <laughs> you, you run back. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. You will not be able to make progress and accomplish great things during your lifetime unless you learn to manage yourself. Say manage yourself. Say manage myself. to, To manage yourself is to manage your time. To manage yourself is to restrain yourself. When you want to do it, you say, my name is Randa, for those, those of you who don't know. Randa, you can't have that. Talk to yourself. I want it. Ooh, I told, ooh that look good. <laughs> no. And then move out the way. Don't, st- don't, don't stand there and look at it too long now. <laughs> You're going to give in. Restrain yourself and, dis- and demonstrate order and control over your life. You know what's difficult for you to do, so why don't you do those things first? Now, if you're going to take, if you major in architecture or something or whatever, it's going to cry a lot of math, and you know you're not that good in math, and you just graduated and you're going off into college, listen, if you can do it, it's best to take 
all your math or whatever you can take up front because if you wait till your senior year to take math and you haven't had it to, you haven't had it since high school, guess what's going to happen? You're going to struggle, maybe even flunk because you know you should have got right on that. That should have been the first thing you got that should have been in your curriculum. That, that's the first thing you should have taken when you got to college. Now, I know some courses you have to take in certain sequences and all that. I understand that. But stop. Do the harder things first if they will let you. Because you know you don't like doing certain things. The very thing you don't like, do it first. Self-discipline also means to predetermine, to set a time as to how long you're going to be on technology. That's self-discipline. I'm on my phone. I'm on a... You set a time. I'm going to only be on this phone from this time to this time, on this internet, this time to this time. I'm going to stay at events for this long. If I'm going to eat before the event, I'm going to stay at the event, but I'm going to be home because I got things to do to move ahead. You need to, you need to predetermine how, I'm talking about self-discipline. How many movies you going to see? Some of y'all get, some of y'all get this Netflix and Hulu's and Hulu hoops (laughs) and all this other stuff. And you watch five movies in a row. Five. That's an exercise in futility. You you watch all the shows. You watch every judge show. Every game show. Uh, You need to predetermine how many videos you're going to watch and what kind you're going to watch. You you need to determine how long you're going to play. You need to learn how long you're going to be out shopping. You, deter- you predetermine that. You're not going to shop till you drop. You're going to predetermine how long you're going to hang out with your friends. You're going out with, it's all right, go without, without your friend, out with your friends. But now, if you're going out with your friends and you're with them seven hours, that's too long unless it's something unique that day, unless y'all predetermine something uh, early on in the year and y'all treat yourself and it's something very unique. I'm not talking about that, but, but every other day somebody's calling and you give them five and six hours of your time and wondering why you so slow. Therefore, refuse to overstay your time if you're going to manage it wisely and be productive in life. Number six, you will misuse your time when there is an inability to delay immediate gratification. You will misuse your time when there's an inability to delay to delay immediate gratification. Many are so addicted and intoxicated with satisfying themselves with entertainment. They satisfy themselves with social media. Um, I was at the, the Texas Roadhouse restaurant, my wife and I lived there, and I was waiting on her to get there. And I, was, I wanted to talk to somebody. You know, I like to talk. I was trying to find somebody to talk to. And I looked around. It was, it was packed. It had a, had a little thing, a little blinking thing they put in your hand to let you know it buzzed and all. And it was just waiting there. I said, boy, I got to wait 25 minutes. I might as well, well witness to, some, witness to somebody. You know what? They blocked me from wit- witnessing. Everybody. I saw folks 80 years old on their phone. And they were, on the, they were just looking at it. They didn't go this way or that way. I don't even know if they breathed. Everybody, the young person, the old person, the middle-aged person, nobody's talking to nobody. They're in there 
own virtual world and you wonder why there's so much dysfunctionality in the cell phone. Wouldn't you go just put it down and go out and say, I'm going to talk to people and I'm not going to engage myself at this event on the phone. You at the Spurs game, you at the high school game, you at you 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 eating out at wherever, and everybody around the table got their phone. Nobody's talking to nobody. You whoop. 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 You big burp. You get up. And nobody said, how was your day? What were some of the challenges you went through? Nobody said, you know, I want to tell you, I want to take this time to let you know how much I love you. Wouldn't it be nice if you establish a rule that when we sit at the table, there will be no phones? Well, y'all, two or three y'all clapping because the others, you, I know what the problem is, you too addicted to clap. Have you been had? If I come to your house and all you gonna stay on your phone, then then that devalues my time with you. So I, I'm no longer wanted. So I just I'll just excuse myself because you rather have relationship with your phone than me in your house or at the dinner table at a restaurant. Oh, God, help me. So you have to defer immediate gratification. Many are so addicted and intoxicated with satisfying themselves with entertainment, social media, entertaining themselves with food, fun, personal relationships, that their life has no value and they live in an endless cycle making no progress and they're unable to get out of a rut. We are responsible for how we use God's time. His word says we will give an account to him at the end of our earthly lives. We have no excuse. God has everything we need to make great use of our time on earth. All we have to do is avail ourselves to him. For he tells us to keep on asking, seeking, and knocking, and it will be given. We will find and it will be open to us. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.